0: There is not a one-size-fits-all solution to leadership. Discover your inspiration to lead by hearing from those who are in the trenches each day, leading themselves and leading others. We will learn about their unique leadership style and identify the shared qualities between those who do it tremendously well. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. All right, all right, all right. The Lead With Empower podcast mini series with Western Connecticut State University softball is back. This is episode three, and probably should have had you on first, coach. But we, <laughs> had, we had five great student athletes representing the Westcon softball program. But this week, very special oh. guest, her second, second venture amazing. on the Lead With Empower podcast. But we are joined this week by Coach Heather Stone. Coach in the throes of the season. Thank you for carving out a few minutes of the day to talk with Ron and I on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure. And thank you for um, giving us both access to kind of talk with your athletes. We, uh, you know, Ron had the idea, right. Maybe a week or so before our team building program together in early March. And, um, you know, really appreciate you just giving us the opportunity to talk with your athletes to see how leadership is playing a role um in their experience playing you know competitive collegiate softball. So um, it's been great so far. um, they set the standard pretty darn high, so I hope you're feeling a little pressure to keep up and keep the ball keep the ball rolling forward, coach.
1: yes, definitely pressure for sure
0: <laughs> um but you know, in um in a nutshell, give us just a little insight from. Your standpoint as the head coach. You've been involved in the program for quite some time. Um, how how is how are how are things going with regards to just overall feel of the season, the feel of the team dynamics? How would you say things are going so far with the program?
1: I mean, I think we did pretty well in Florida on spring training, which I think they talked about a little bit. Um, learned a lot about each other, definitely had some bumps and bruises along the way, but I think needed to happen in order to have growth uh came back what did we come back 10 and 6 Yep. um yep. and then we had two weeks to straight practice which you know i felt was good but obviously a little bit worried about having that much time off and not playing uh, and then we had a little bit of a schedule changes mother nature always gets the best of us i think this time of year which uh, for the first time our players actually dealt with really well um this year we had to move our a Sunday game to a Friday and play in what was kind of cold weather up at Manhattanville. And then we had to play on Sunday in Maine with a feel like of 27 when we started and it never (laughs) got above 40. So, you know, I wasn't happy about that as a coach, but definitely kind of challenged them about it. And we never once heard anybody complain about the weather, which I think was huge, you know, and it kind of speaks to what they've been working on. Um, Obviously, didn't come out on the win side with those four games, but I think learned a lot along the way. Really not sure. We're young. I think it shows, but I think they're definitely making strides. As long as they keep making strides for it, I think it's going to pay off in the end.
0: Great, great. And two two quick points before I turn it over to Ron. One, you mentioned that you have a young program, and when we had our team-building event back in early March – One of the things that really stuck uh, stuck out to Ron and I, we talked to a couple of the athletes during the first episode was that these first year student athletes really, really stuck out to us. As facilitators, we were doing nothing really technically softball related, um, but you seem to have something going with the program where these younger athletes are – comfortable in their own skin to speak up and to push themselves and push others around them. Have you done something intentionally like program wise to kind of foster that environment where, you know, I, I remember being a, a walk on freshman uh, in a football program and it, it was freaking intimidating. You know, I'll admit it now. I didn't admit it back then. Have you done anything intentionally or is it overall just kind of the dynamic between those younger athletes and the, and the athletes that you have that are more veteran?
1: I think that it's definitely a dynamic. And the fact that we only have one senior um, might help those freshmen to feel a little bit more empowered. Um, I also think just kind of trying to recruit kids that are able to be who they are, regardless of class. I think Mm -hmm. that's always a big, big thing, because I think people just automatically assume seniors are the leaders, like that's just how it is. Um, So just trying to get them out of that mindset that you don't have to be a label leader or a senior to be a leader and give them a voice. Even even as far as like starters versus non-stars. I and mean, we have a, a freshman that is very, um, I don't wanna say outspoken, but she will definitely speak up and help the team grow. And she's not a starter. You yeah. know, she, she doesn't get much playing time at all, but she's always trying to make the team better by any kind of con- um, constructive feedback and is not intimidated whatsoever by her peers because she really is doing it from the heart. And I think we haven't had that in a while. And I think it's, it definitely helps.
0: That's
2: great. All hey, right, coach. Hey, uh, how, are you, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm
1: good. You know, we're <laughs> halfway. We're 20 games in. We're halfway there. Oh my know, God. Let's we'll
2: see. I was talking to your, um, yeah, please last week. And I asked him, I said, um, uh, why, why would anybody want to join your team? And I, I said, cause I'm gonna ask coach that if you were to make a recruiting pitch, And you were looking at that individual that you wanted on your team. uh, How would you sell your team? How how would you get them to buy in on what you're selling?
1: Um, Usually I tell my, you know, usually I tell prospective uh, athlete, besides all the school stuff, besides all that kind of stuff that you have to try to offer them, the basic thing we try to tell them is that we want them to leave our program better than they found it. And Mm. we promise to leave them better than we found them. It's kind of what we promise. I mean, we all want to win, obviously, a national championship. But as you know, just like tonight, there's only gonna be one winner, right? We, only one team can end on a winning note. Right. And I think at the end of the day, as a coach or as in the field, all of us just want to make our athletes better people by the time they graduate. And I think if we do that, the, there's our success. Yes, we'll take a national championship for sure. But I think it, you know we all don't get that. So um, how do we measure our success? Is by making those kids better, not just athletes, but people. And we ask them to do the same. And if they can't commit, and because that might be coming for four years and never getting on the field are you going to be yeah. okay with that how can you make our program better even if you actually never get to be a starter we talk about those things right off the bat um you know we talk about family and what it's like to be part of a family and, and understanding roles and and accountability those are kind of big buzzwords for us in, in a recruiting um visit so but ultimately we kind of end with you know you need to come here and leave it better than you found it we'll do the same for you
2: now uh, you know I I'd be remiss if I didn't say that 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 standing uh, leave it better than you found it. It sounds like it's kind of like military like leadership <laughs> kind of jargon. You know you know being a previous service member myself, I'm not putting you out there by asking. Uh, did you pull any of that that military philosophy mindset as 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 being a great leader and as a coach?
1: Yeah, I think um, you know I, I didn't join the military until later in life, meaning I was in my mid twenties. So I thought it was an interesting experience being an athlete and a coach at the time um, trying to kind of seeing all the different things that, that cross over from the military experience to being an athlete and to being part of a team, being, you know, and I think, you know, chain of command, all that kind of stuff, loyalty, all of that kind of comes from that experience that was kind of neat for me to have outside of athletics. Um, and I definitely learned a lot from being in the military for sure.
2: Awesome. So just I want to throw something out there Um, over the um, past couple of weeks, Dan and I had opportunity to speak to five of your superstar athletes. And the following three topics came up, improved focus, body language, along with holding each other accountable. Uh, Have you seen anything during games and practices or something that stood out to you uh, in regards to improved leadership and attributes and traits?
1: I think that um, although it may not show in our outcome, our wins, loss column, I think this past week, actually, all four games showed all of those three things. I mean, we went to Manhattanville, um, played probably one of the best pitchers we've seen in a long time. I've seen it a long time, actually, at this level. And she, you know, mowed us down. We, you know, we we fought and battled and we lost that game. I think it was four to one or four nothing. I can't actually, no, four to one. And then we came back in the second game and I um, started our sophomore live, yep. who tends to have that body language issue. And
0: mm-hmm. she
1: definitely had it in that game. And she gave up a couple hits, wanted to come out of the game. I was like, Nope, sorry. Not having it. Made her stay in the the game. You know, she gave up 10 runs, a grand slam and our kids, you know, made her get out of the inning and our kids could have easily rolled over and just said, you know, Hey, we're done. The game's over. But I told them, you know, here is, it's defining moment fight. And they did. And, um, they came back, put up, I think six runs, seven runs, um, you know, so much so that they had to bring their ACE back in. And I, I think it just showed the fight that they had and, you know, live the next day without even being prompted, apologized to the team for her body language and for how she acted. And I think that to me, that was on her. I mean, I didn't come from me, which I thought was a good, good growing thing for her. And then we went up to Maine. And like I said, played in not great conditions, not one kid complained. I mean, it was 27 degrees out. It was cold. Um, and I just think even Haley, mentioned her body language because she's like, you know, I wanted to argue with the ump and I didn't. And, you know, baby steps. And they have definitely taken it to heart, the whole body language, the focusing and trying to keep each other accountable. Um, and I, we've seen that this past weekend, especially with what we had to go through at Maine and just trying to make sure we could focus on the game, which they definitely did a really good job and not let the things they can control like the cold weather kind of, um, take over. And they didn't do that at all. I probably, I mean, to me, it probably bothered me more just putting them in that element um i don't know if this is because i'm getting older or what but i was really kind of impressed with them this past weekend
0: you would you, you would not have been repre- uh, impressed with ron and i because we had uh, an early start to our work day at about six twenty this morning and we were both complaining like a bunch of cupcakes oh, it's so cold uh, 28 degrees what's going on so it's great to hear that they're you know not only making efforts to do it but talking about it and you you brought up live and she she was on our um, most recent episode with your athletes um and the fact that i think it felt like she was in a space where like owning it and like i'm not perfect right and, and none of us on this call are and we we've talked we talked about that with your athletes but yeah. like but if we talk about it and we push each other to be a little bit better that's going to happen and i was super pumped to hear that live won the um the team mvp uh, ball softball twice. And I think she was yep. the, the first repeat winner. So it says a lot about her character, her desire to grow and get better. Her teammates desire to grow and get better. And I think what you're, you, you, you when we work together, that, that trust, the process was, was on top of mind. You opened the program with that. It came up throughout the program. It seems like they're starting to really like really buy into it. Mistakes are happening, but they're starting to really buy into that idea.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it, that growth and that I need to remember that as a coach because even I remind them it's not always about outcomes, right? But you know, obviously 20 games in, I would would have liked to get a couple game wins this weekend, but I think we got wins in different columns. Yep. And I have, you know, I'm trying to keep that in mind. Um we have a big week coming up. We have purchase tomorrow, which I think we'll get back on the right side of the outcome bracket. Um, as long as we do what we need to do. And then we have Eastern, which is always a big rival for us. So we'll get up for that. And our conference is pretty wide open this year. I think anybody could win it. It's just a matter of you know winning the games to get there to fight for that tournament, and I that's the part that we can kind of preach that I've been preaching probably for, since we've been back from Florida is having that fight. So now we we've, we've been working on the focus, we've been working on the accountability and whole you know and, and kind of being responsible for our body language, but now you know the fight that comes along with that, and and that means you might lose, but leave it all out and you know leave it all out there. And I think sometimes they're just a little bit afraid to do that, but I think we have starting to see them get better.
0: Yeah, slowly. And I think that's a sign like the fact that they were, you know, just in our two conversations, they're pointing out maybe their areas of deficiency, whether it's a consistent deficiency or moments, the fact that they're pointing it out and talking about it. And what I think wanting to improve is a sign of fight. So I think signs are point, you know, pointing in the right direction. We hope. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, we talked about it before the week, maybe even after Manhattanville or during Manhattanville, maybe in between just about, you know, you're going to make mistakes. You're human. Nobody expects you to be perfect. Like you are going to give up a home run for say, or you're going to strike out. Like we know that. And you have to obviously forgive yourself. And then we, as teammates know it's going to happen. We're not going to dwell on it. I think right now we are a little stuck in the not feeling sorry, but like wanting to be the person that wants the ball through adversity yeah. Um, or wants to be in that spot teaching them that it's okay if you were in that spot and you fail doesn't mean you're always going to fail and that has been a, a little bit of a challenge and I think that's where we're at right now is trying to figure out how to get over that hump like being it's okay to fail and it's not always going to you know but still wanting to be in that spot
0: um playing any sport no, notably softball or baseball in the 20s Obviously not ideal conditions. <clears throat> and there's a phrase you've heard us say it. you've said it your athletes, but the control the controllable and that level one <laughs> leadership of self through adversity um what impressed you most about your athletes during that just brutal brutal conditions, tough competition um that just let you know you left that weekend not necessarily with the the win loss tally that you would have wanted, but Hey, we can build upon this. What what impressed you most about the girls?
1: I think them um, at the end, after the games, we talked a little bit. And I think Jada actually might've mentioned it. Jada McConey. Um, just that they knew that we could win. They knew that we should have won. Um, but at the end of the day, knowing that none of them complained, they, they kept, they did keep fighting for the most part. Um, you know, a lot of adversity in that game. I mean, Benny Tucci, a freshman is our leadoff, and, you know, kind of said it our, our freshman our top three hitters and sometimes we go as they go and they're freshmen you know so it's going to be it's a tough um it's tough to put on them I think and I think um sometimes they might feel it a little more than they may talk about yeah. and I think for Benny um she broke her knee brace in the second game so talk about adversity it's the second one she broke she's oh, just she's, she's just you know and it was That was a, a pivotal moment, but she scored the first run. I mean, she broke an e brace, got stolen base, and she was the first run to score in that second inning. And I think, you know, and she fought through her emotional battle dealing with that and still came out and played. And I think that kind of shows a lot to her teammates, just that you can fight through stuff, even if you are unsure, you know, of how yep. you feel in the moment. And I think it says a lot about who she is, and I think it says a lot about what we can do in the future if we kind of all believe that we can get through the hard stuff.
0: Love it. Love it. Go ahead, Ron.
1: So,
2: Coach, in regards to, I mean, you're you're, you're a true leader. Uh, we were talking about students; that's one thing, but you know, to to be one of those effective leaders, you got to invest time in building other leaders. And I'm talking about your assistant coaches. Uh, can you tell me how you empower them? I mean, how you bring them up? I mean, what what insight you pull from them? What guidance that you pull from them that you apply to your te- uh, to your team?
1: Well, they. Um... Obviously, I was lucky enough to play with one um, and coached with one for a long um, with one of my assistants, uh, Coach Abbott. And then another one, uh, the, our other assistant that they're quite a bit, um, Coach Mack, he fortunate enough to coach with him when he coached his daughter in travel ball. So two different relationships um, formed over the, the game of softball or through athletics. So it's been kind of nice. And then to get uh, mail on staff, I think it's been really beneficial because as we all know, people react differently and people teach differently, especially male to female. And I think kind of giving them um, free reign to kind of have those relationships that are different than mine to try to figure out how to motivate the student athlete today, because that's definitely one of the things I think that has been challenging because of their fears and their their fear to fail, you know, and and trying to help them understand that it's okay to make their own decisions. They don't always have to have a coach tell them. But I think hearing that from another coach who's empowered to let them know that it's okay. They can do that this way or that way. There's not necessarily, there's, you know, more ways to skin a cat. Right. Um, so I think coach Max has been really good. Um, he's definitely that good cop kind of leader. <laughs> and I think they have a good time with him and he definitely gets, you know, the most out of him that way. And same with coach Abbott. Like she has to deal with the pitchers, which, as we all know, is probably the toughest thing to deal with. Um, they have a circle around them for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, So, I think it takes a special kind of person to deal. And we have six, so I think it. it you know, we're going to have more next year. You know, we lose a couple this year. I think it's tough to deal with that if you if I keep them tight reined. So I give them that freedom to kind of cultivate the relationships with each of them individually.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. And you're, and they were, again, when we did our program together, your assistant, anytime we've worked with your team, your assistants have always been great and hands-on and um, whether it be a chain of command thing or just knowing that, hey, this coach has a great connection with this athlete. So you can use that as a vehicle to, you know, to see improvement without necessarily taking a step backwards or putting yourselves in a spot where there's potential to take a step backwards.
1: And let them have the night off tonight, you know, so. I
2: <laughs> well, can I jump in there real quick, Dan. Yeah, I think yeah, it was course, cool yeah. just just seeing just this, um, between you and your coaches. I told Dan and I talked about it. Just the synergy that you uh, all three created. You could know that it was three individuals that were locked in and bought in on a common goal, and, and that's what impressed us the most. I mean, I, I understood. I was kind of jealous. I'm like, man, I wish when I was coming up, I had a coach that was that involved with my success and the success of a team. And I just want to make sure I capture that and talk that. i let you, you know that
0: appreciate it um we're so you're about halfway through um we're excited we're we have it on our staff schedule ron and i are going to make the trip up to hartford again to, uh, to see the second uh second end of the doubleheader with st joseph's I okay believe.
1: cool next wednesday um,
0: yeah next wednesday yep five o'clock start
1: Yep.
0: there's a little plug right there if you're in the hartford area they have a three and a five uh, i believe that's right yeah. that's right <laughs> um that's right. But one of the, the the debriefing tools that we utilize in a lot of our events is 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 very simple in concept. Keep stop start. So 20 games in, the trip to Florida, all the offseason stuff, 20 games in front of you. What is what are the one or two positive things you've seen from your program that you hope keeps going with you? What are one or two things that have maybe stopped you from being as successful as the program could have could be so far? And what's your one or two start items that hey, these are the things that are holding us back? This is what we're gonna start doing to turn it around. What are your you know, your keep stop, start items for the rest of the 2022, 2023 season?
1: I know, right? I, I think the keep stuff is definitely um being aware of Your surroundings and knowing your body language, knowing how you're affecting your teammates, so I think that has gotten tremendously better, and the ownership of all of that has really um evolved since the start of our season. And I think if we keep going that route, we'll be great. Great. Um, I think it's only gonna make us better. The stop, um, I think sometimes we still worry about who might get the credit, um, and understanding that it's a team sport, and and then you know, when things go wrong. I think we have to just step up and want to be that person, and that's a hard thing, you know. Yeah. Especially for females, um, it's easy to, you know, strike people out and 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 hit home runs or doubles or whatever when you're when you're down runs, and it doesn't matter, right? It's hard when you know it's a one run game or games on the line to be that person. And I think trying to explain to them that that that's what we need to work on. Um, so to stop just like the doubt, the self doubt. Or the team doubt would yeah. be good. Um, and then things that we want to work on is building. You know, my homework for them last night was come to, you know, Wednesday's practice with, you know, what drives your confidence. You know, I need the answer from you. What drives your your individual confidence? And that's different for everybody
0: yeah. because
1: I think at the end of the day, they really want the coaches or outside factors to drive their confidence. And what they don't realize is that that confidence has to start with them. And I think that's what we're going to work on for the rest of the year. And I think if they can get that, um, you know, just like the San Diego, I mean, I'll take any guy who wants the ball and shoots, drains the two pointer with two point seconds left, right? <laughs> yep. Um, to understand, to have that confidence, knowing that you want to be that person. It, every kid, one through 19, the kid that never plays needs to have that comp. And we all have that. I think we'll see a lot of good things. And I think this week will be a test for us. I mean, like we have purchase tomorrow, and then Eastern's a big one for us. And I think yeah. how we, how we respond, you know, will definitely be interesting to see what happens.
0: That's great. Well, you know, you have a couple couple cheerleaders here in Middletown, uh, Ruben. Yeah, I you appreciate on that. Looking looking to see you all in action next week, which is going to be uh, yes. awesome. Um, the last uh, to close things off, and as a you know, if you're coaching youth sports, right. You you know you want there to be fun, and you want the yeah. the young athletes to come back and play next season. That's kind of the measure of success, maybe at the youth level, yeah. not necessarily wins, losses, batting average. You get up to the high school, and it's a little bit less of that, but there's still not this like heavy, overbearing weight. Like another bad season, you're probably going to get canned at at the college and and higher level. There is that pressure, um, yeah. where there's there's a a, a livelihood involved. Um, and one of the things that I've enjoyed, you know, that we've worked together four or five times over the years, we've had great conversations on the podcast. There's, there's a true belief and buy-in into these things that aren't necessarily specifically tied to softball from a physical aspect Mm -hmm. that you value that are important in your program. You touched on it in the beginning, like make the program better. We'll make you better, hold each other accountable. All all of those things are under the umbrella of leadership and aren't necessarily directed, you know, directly related to batting average or ERA. How do you strike balance? right? Because you are trying to help these young women grow and become better in four years, but you're also, hey, we, we want to be as successful as possible. Hopefully hang up a, a title banner. How hard of a balance is that for uh, for you at the college level? And wh- what maybe recommendation would you have for coaches out there that might be listening to strike? Like, hey, if you're so focused on result, 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 you're probably not going to have the program that you want. And if it's all uh, hold hands, sing songs around the campfire, you're going to suck. So yeah. <laughs> where, where's yeah. the balance? How do you strike that balance? Well, I think,
1: um, Ron might've mentioned this when you guys came, um, the most important thing about being a good leader is to surround yourself with good leaders and to make those people around you better. And I think like, you know, obviously we've had success at Western, you know, longstanding. It's only been these past few years that we haven't had the outcome success that we normally have and that's something you know we've talked to with this team and we're probably going to talk to them about it on Wednesday is like you know what is your legacy like you're going to leave here like Haley's going to leave here what will your legacy be you know will it be you know that you're the first and only senior to not ever play in a conference tournament because she'd be the only one ever in the program history and it's been here you know we're the 46 team um you know and and to go on to those young things and and so to try to do that I think that's why I reached out because at the end of the day, if I, I felt like there needed to be more out there that could help me help our student athletes. And I think by doing things like um, empower leadership and mental training and things outside of the normal realm of coaching that I can provide um, only makes them better and kind of see like big picture, you know, big picture stuff. And I think talking about it is one thing, but then actually having them actively invest in, you know, even if they may think it's silly at the time, re- interacting with their teammates to understand how holding somebody accountable or um, communicating effectively is a big deal, you know? And I think that just, it shows and it will help them on the field. Yeah. So I think for me, it's just, if I can't help them, I'm going to find somebody else that will surround yeah. myself with better people, um, find people who can do it better. And I think um trying to make them understand that, you know you only get to pass through this life one time right so you got to figure out how you can get it done and and i think um focusing on the little things will definitely help them in the end with the big things
0: love it love it well coach stone i, I di- you did not disappoint the 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 bar has been met or exceeded uh, the athletes set it high and you basically just pull vaulted all over that bad boy. So, um, but now fa- thanks again. I know it's a, it's a grind. It's a long season and, and the, there's probably not enough minutes and hours in the day, but uh, love catching up, love talking shop with you. And uh, we're pulling for you like heck and can't wait to see everybody next week. And um, you know, listeners coach Heather stone, again, just, you know, in it for success and her definition of success is, a lot more than just wins and losses. And it, we love, we love spending time with you because of that. And you're trying to bring the best out of your athletes. And, um, you know, thank you for that. And thank thank you for giving us the opportunity to be a small part of that as well, coach.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for all you guys do.
0: Uh, absolutely. It's our pleasure. And uh, I guess we'll see you next Wednesday. Hopefully it's uh, with, a, with a nice little winning streak, right? Yeah. Hopefully it's warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: <There> <laughs> thank you, coach.
0: Have a great, uh, nice. great evening. We'll talk to you soon. Perfect. Thank you. Take care, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Great leadership may look and sound different. However, there are common threads that connect all tremendous leaders. They are passionate about those that they lead. They do that which brings out their best and the best in those around them. And they never take the easy way out because the exceptional will never come from easy.